This is my comeback story. This is Trey Lewis with Good Landing Recovery, and you're listening to The Comeback. Hey guys, welcome back. So good to be here with you. I'm here with my friend, Charlie Campbell, also the Chief Operating Officer at Good Landing Recovery. Hello. We are in the midst of COVID-19, and this has impacted all of our lives in such a dramatic way. You know, what? just give me your thoughts yeah. on all this. Well, I think what's interesting is there's a lot of talk in the news, in society, about the effect of this pandemic on workplaces, the economy. But one area that's not getting a lot of talk is what it's doing to the area of substance abuse and mental health. Um, you know, we serve 80 plus clients in our facility right now. And in an instant, as these different orders and legal regulations are coming out, we're having to react to serve a population that we can't just put back out on the streets. That's right. You know, we can't just release these individuals back to their homes or back to their environment because the reality that we understand is that although we're dealing with COVID-19 as a pandemic, if we were to release these folks back out there, they would be dealing with, you know, even greater risk to their mental health and their recovery. Absolutely. You know, I was thinking it just as you were talking about other programs that I've seen who have been closing their doors. Mm-hmm. You know, I read some article, I believe Fox put it out just a few days ago, and there was a facility that literally brought, I believe, 60 plus clients in mm-hmm. and just pretty much said, get out. Wow. Yeah. You know, and you're telling and when you talk about that population, it's something that, you know, from those that, um, you know, you might you know, not understand the importance of, you know, why we keep a structured environment in place Mm -hmm. for those who are struggling with active addiction. I mean, I can't tell you or or begin to describe a more at-risk population that would be negligent about all of the the mm-hmm. guidelines that are coming down on what we need to do to flatten the curve. Absolutely. I mean, they would be, I mean, it would just, it, it would be out of control yeah. if, you know, you were to take people and just say, hey, that we're going to pause treatment for a season um, and how they would respond to that. Right. Yeah. I mean, you look at the nature of substance abuse, right? And one of the first things that people neglect in their active addiction is their health, mm-hmm. their physical body. Um, you know, we see people come in with high, young people, high blood pressure, dental problems, back pain, 20, 25 years old. We're like, what, what have you been doing? And I've been out there using, I've been out there in the streets. I've been out there living that life. I am not doing primary care checkups and going to the dentist. Right. right. So these are folks when, when they're, they're looking at COVID-19, that, that is not the first thing that's in the top of their mind that if they were to go back out there, they'd be at risk. You're absolutely right. And, um, I think that what I'm so impressed with here at Good Landing is our commitment to stay on the front lines with these individuals and balance the need for social responsibility, which is our call, our godly call, our civic duty, but also make sure that we provide an environment that we can continue to keep treatment front and center for for those folks that are struggling. Yeah, that's good. I I know a, a, a family that recently pulled their son out of treatment, mm-hmm. you know, out of fear of the COVID-19 and what ends up happening, he relapses within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And now they've got a, a whole different type of situation exactly. on their hands. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it's real. And, but I also too, you know, while we're on here, I don't want to use this as an opportunity, you know, even that facility that had to close their doors. I don't know all the details. I don't know what happened behind the scenes. Did they have a case? And that's another thing whenever I think about certain facilities that only have 
one location. Mm-hmm. You know, with at Good Landing, we've got ten residential properties that are spread throughout the county that we're in. And you know, if if you know, God forbid, which we have not had any confirmed cases of COVID nineteen, but if we did, we have the ability to be able to isolate and quarantine, right, exactly and to be right. able to deal with those specific cases. And so, um, you know, I just love the fact that 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 we're able to do it, and we don't have to be reckless, and we don't have to be negligent mm-hmm. in in our approach. Yeah, any any time a situation like this happens. Whether it's healthcare, hospitality, you know, the restaurant industry and the things that they've had to do to kind of adopt, we've had to do the same things here, you know. So, again, along the lines of making sure that we are very careful and that we are calculated about what we're doing in response, you know, we have done things um, that are responsible. We've, you know, adjusted our front end screens, you know, we've made sure that we are uh, increasing our screening activity on those that are coming in. Uh, inside in the facility, we've increased the rounds as everybody has of sanitation. Um, we've launched a whole, you know, online virtual um, group and individual format. Uh, you know, we've maintained our social distance in any type of staff or client interactivity. Uh, so all those things are, you know, things that we've done because those are the things you should do. Mm-hmm. Um, but in addition to those things. What we have done, again, to make sure that we continue to serve the population has just just been amazing. And I think about, you know, when we were talking about deploying online groups and online individuals and and kind of that assessment of, is it going to work and how are people going to respond? Yeah. The online platform, that was something that I was a little concerned about. Yeah, yeah. You know, whenever we first rolled it out, I was just talking with Mary Brooks, our clinical director this morning, and I was asking her, you know, what she thought. And she said all the feedback that she's getting from the from the clients is positive, yeah. you know, and that they're able to receive it. They're able to, and, and, you know, why you would think that, okay, everybody is, is in lockdown. They're all within these facilities. They're getting stir crazy. They're getting cabin fever. How in the world are you going to be able to manage 80 plus clients? The, the framework of the world and, and being honest with what's going on. And then also too, there's just this level of empowerment mm-hmm. to say, Hey, you've been irresponsible, you know, talking with the clients and saying, Hey, you've been irresponsible for years. And now we've got the social responsibility and what it does, in, in my opinion, it gives the framework for them to be able to embrace this. And, and it, and it gives them the sense of responsibility and they're they're able to to do something that is a, a contribution instead of their, you know, previous <laughs> recklessness. <laughs> you know that that is so good, and I, I mean that just bringing that to light, even just in the moment, I'm thinking, isn't that what recovery is all about? Is serving up to our clients in whatever way we have to, that from wherever they came, their responsibility is to give back. You know, if they've taken from society in one hand, now they're given the opportunity to give back and to do their part to make sure. Um, that they're participating in a socially responsible way um, is just really, really neat. I think the other thing that's interesting is, uh, you know, I'm seeing this as I'm talking to our group facilitators and some of the clients, uh, almost like an increased level of community that comes from that same type of dynamic that they all understand that together yes. they are serving the, the world that they live in. Yes, I, I love that. It does give more of a sense of team. It's the com- camaraderie mm-hmm. that that war might build exactly. or you know, be, being in, in the midst of adversity. And it is drawing us together as a community, as a staff, and uh, it does. It just, you know, it's, it's something that you never want to invite 
you know, or that you're, you know, obviously not praying that something like this should happen. But whenever these things do come, and if you've got, you know, good culture, that it will um, be, be typically a positive experience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so something I actually want to talk to you about since we're, since we're on the podcast here, and I, I really want to get your insight is, you know, Fox News came out with this article, um, and it, it spoke to, with this environment of COVID-19, the increased uh, relapse activity that we've seen uh, in the addict community of drug and alcohol uh, relapses. So I just want to get your thoughts about that and, yeah. and, and what's going on with you in that regard. No, that's huge. And the opposite of addiction, as they say, is is connection. Mm-hmm. And so now if if people let fear drive them, and I only say let fear, but you've now got a situation that that addicts, especially those who aren't doing well in their recovery, mm-hmm. you know, those who are just on the front end of this, um, they're not in a treatment environment, is now putting them in a place where they're completely isolated. Wow. And, you know, whenever you think about the enemy, you know, you think about the, the way that the enemy attacks is that they typically, you know, if you've ever watched anything on Animal Planet, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> you always see when the lion attacks the herd, uh-huh. it's always the weakest and the one who That's is right. isolated. Right. And so now you've got all these people out there that are desperate for connection, that they've got to be able to be in a place where people can speak in their lives. And I see some of the 12-step fellowships who are you know, offering Zoom meetings and, and online platforms so that people can meet and things like that. But it is difficult. You know, I, I think I was reading the other day that alcohol sales had increased by 55%. And now you've got all these people who are at home and they're they're getting into a place where they're just drinking to be able to cope with it. And I can only imagine, you know, I am constantly intentionally filling myself with positive information. You know, we're still, you know, have the the ability and the privilege to be able to work. But if I was sitting at home, you know, already struggling with substance abuse, and then I'm watching news outlets who are trying to leverage this thing for their own political gain oftentimes, and they're just breeding fear of what that could possibly do to somebody's morale. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah man, just really good it, question. Well, I mean, you know, think about that for a second. We've got a, a whole, you know, and let's just focus on the United States. We have a whole nation now that has been forced indoors. Um, they've been forced to deal with things that they typically run out, run away from, you know, marriages, kids, um, no break from the kids, no break from the husband. I mean, you're all, I cannot imagine even people who are on the edge of addiction is probably being driven, you know, because they're, they, the typical outlets that they would have have all in an instant been stripped away. And now they're having to face things that they may not have had to face in such proximity before. And I, I just couldn't imagine how many people are probably starting to find out that they have an issue with drugs and alcohol or that they have an issue uh, where they don't know how to cope with their marriage issues or they don't know how to deal with their children or they don't know how to deal with the stress of what's going on. Uh, And fear in and of itself, uh, you know, people having to figure out how do we deal with fear that we can't escape from, that we can't run away from. It's just got to be an amazing thing going on. And uh, again, I just think it's really neat that, you know, just think for even what we're doing with the online platform, that we're able now to be able to take the content that we produce and the the, the power of these groups and the connectivity and the communication community that you're talking about and being able to send that into people's homes now and be able to reach them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I'm just thinking right now that if there's some 
some parents who are listening, who have a child who's struggling with substance abuse or a spouse, that that we can provide a service now to be able to give them the necessary social component and the mm-hmm. connectivity through these online platforms to be able to reach them that, you know, don't let this be a season. And I also understand, um, and I'll, I'll try to say this in the in the nicest, most politically correct way, is that, you know, the reality of it is, is that addicts are incredible manipulators. Mm-hmm. And so if, if you're on the brink of doing an intervention and now they're trying to be able to use this season to say, hey, you know, don't, you know, we can't deal with this right now. And they're trying to spin the fact of the COVID-19. I can't go in there. I'm going to end up getting sick. You know, I'm going to, you know, whatever that might look like, whatever narrative that they might feed, you know, that you need to be empowered to say, hey, there are other means to be able to navigate both responsibilities, both social responsibilities, to be able to treat drug addiction, and then also to be able to flatten the curve of COVID-19. Absolutely. Um, Talk about fear, right? Um, it is all over. You know, sales of masks, people making masks, uh, people afraid to go to the to the store. It just it just seems to be this undercurrent of fear. And I know we're a faith based program, and one of the things that we can serve up is what I consider to be the antidote to fear. And just faith. Mm-hmm. And so share a little bit about that and, and kind of what, what you see God doing in, at Good Landing during this time where fear is so rampant. Absolutely. Um, I, I did a, a Facebook Live last night, and I quoted one of my favorite authors, uh, Mark Batterson, from his book, The Circle Maker. And one of my favorite quotes that he says is, he goes, work like it depends on you and mm-hmm. pray like it depends on God. That's right. And so we have big faith and we pray and we believe and we claim the promises of Psalm 91, mm-hmm. you know, and all the biblical promises that are there that God's going to protect us and to be able to protect our families, to be able to protect our clients. And so I want to operate and and be bold in in my faith, but also to, to, to do the practical things. Mm-hmm. You know, that we did bring in somebody from the CDC right. to be able to train both clients and staff. Mm-hmm. You know, all the protocol, everything that that you've implemented in Good Landing Recovery, and that we do all these things, that we follow those guidelines, and we're not being negligent but just because we're faith people, mm-hmm. but it's a both-and right. approach. That's right. And to say, hey, you know, even in the midst of all this, we realize there is an at-risk population who is struggling and that they are a vulnerable population and that they are desperate that people like us would say, yeah, we get that there's going to be a, a, a greater level of risk that's involved but there is no way that we can pause treatment and be able to pause frontline ministry, you know, just because this pandemic is is in front of us. Yeah, I, I think what what's been so captivating for me during this season, and and I've learned a lot from being with you here on this journey at Good Landing Recovery about substance abuse, about the the, the world of of the addict and the mindset, and and also how you know ministry on the front lines of what you know, it needs to look like for this community, but it's natural for me to think we're going to work, you know, and, and not, not just because it's a requirement. It's because we know that the work that we're doing is not just nine to five clock in and clock out. It is truly work that is giving an at-risk community the tools that they need to go back into the world to be successful. It's so true. I mean, you can't really say any better than that. 
and to you know not not be negligent to realize that this is real to be able to put in all the checkpoints to be able to follow all the guidelines um, but to make sure that that we are doing our due diligence to um, fulfill the the ministry and the mission that that God has us on. And I understand, you know, I was just thinking about why you were saying that, that I, that I understand that there are other people who are sidelined right now that have the same heart and they want to be able to help. And I realized that if I was in that situation and maybe I had a different line of work, that in the same boldness, that you really do have to stay put. Yeah. You wow. know, and, and, and that, that there's just a level of, you know, hey, this is the, 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 the season or this is the place that God has me. And it's, it's not a, a lesser ministry, if you That's will, right. yeah. to, to be able to just say, hey, you know what? I realize like that, that unfortunately I've got the heart, you know, I want to chase the line. Mm-hmm. I want to go do all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. But the deal is, is that, you know, I, I own a restaurant right. and right now I got to just sit home mm-hmm. and do it that way. Yeah. And I get how difficult that would be. I mean, I'm a type A, I want a mountain. I right. want to be out there in the middle of it and I want to be hands-on and stuff and how hard that is for for so many people, but uh, but very grateful that you know God has given us the privilege to be able to do what He's called us to do. So yeah, absolutely. Amen. Well, you know, I think that in this season that we're we're all in, um, you know, with 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 what we're facing with this pandemic and families now that have their kids home, um, you know, one thing I know that that drew me to Good Landing was that we are the best medical clinical program. I'm gonna say it out there, in my opinion. But we also are spiritual hub, a place where God can be unapologetically preached and unapologetically lifted up. And um, man, wouldn't it just be awesome for 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 us to just maybe offer up a word of prayer for those that are out there that are struggling, um, that are just trying to figure out, you know, how do we deal with fear? How do we deal with uh, what's going to come on the uh, economy? What's going to come next out of the the, the news media? Um, it'd be really awesome, man, if, if if we could just lift up a word of prayer over over folks that are listening. Let's do it. Father, we love you. God, I just thank you for this time. God, I thank you just for this outlet to be able to give you glory, God, to be able to give you praise, to thank you for everything that you've done for us, God, just to thank you for your faithfulness, God, your hand to be upon our lives, to be upon this program, God, to be able to guide us in the, in the midst of all the issues that we're facing right now, Lord. And God, I just pray right now, God, that we wouldn't miss this season of instruction, God, um, that we would learn everything that you would have us learn in the midst of of COVID-19, God. But also pray that you would end COVID-19. God, that you would eliminate it, that it would, God, that you would, that you would allow us to be able to come back stronger than we ever were before, God. I lift up those people right now that are in fear, God. I just pray, Lord, that you would deposit everything into them that they need, that you would give them boldness, God, that you would give them courage, God, that you would fill them full of hope and full of faith, God. Lord, I lift up those that are suffering from drug addiction right now, God. And Lord, I pray that you would open up a door for those to be able to find good treatment, God. And that you would give us the means to be able to serve more people, God, who are struggling, God, that they would be able to find their way through the doors of Good Landing Recovery. God, I pray, Lord, that you would be with the clients who are here right now, God, who are away from their families, who are struggling, who don't understand you know, what to do with all of this, God, that you would give them faith, that you would give them hope, God, you would give them clarity and soundness of mind, God. Lord, I pray for our staff right now. I just pray that you would 
to give them wisdom, God. Lord, that you would supernaturally protect them as they engage with people on the front lines, God, and to use them in a, in a mighty way to be able to strike accurately and deliberately and to be able to set the captive free in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Man, well, I, I tell you what, it feels kind of good being on this podcast. This is kind of awesome. Yeah. So uh, I want to say from my heart to yours, man, thank you for having me on and, and letting us share about some things we're doing around the center uh, in response to this uh, pandemic, man. And I, I'm proud to be on on the team here. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for being on today. Yeah, I, this is a, um, you know, a good episode. And, you know, I know it's a, a little different than, than what we normally do, but it's still um, able to be able to bring the the hope and the inspiration to those who are out there that 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 just don't understand how to be able to interpret these these events that are happening right now. And if you know anyone who is struggling, do not hesitate to give us a call. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next week. Guys, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. It is a privilege and an honor to be able to serve you. If you or someone in your family is struggling with addiction, please give us a call. It's 770-570-7422.